Gabi Martinelli He comes from São Paulo and he plays for the Arsenal. Good morning and welcome to the Central Line. Just let you all know that Tottenham are shit. Tottenham Hotspur are shit. Hello, welcome back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for the very last match reaction slash review of the season until it comes to Arsenal anyway. Um, as you can oh, see, I'm going by our regulars in terms of Steve and Andrew. How are we doing, guys? And Yeah, it's over now. Yeah, doing right. It's all over. <laughs> Good, thank you very much. Good to see you both. And you. Oh, it's been a while since we've been together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sort of last couple of months of the April. season sort of flown by, isn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely oh. has. Yeah, definitely well, has. Lots yeah, to talk lot, about. Yeah, quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> not just on Sunday, but in general, since since then before. But uh, especially, we're going to start with, before we get to the match. Though, there's bit some news today. Good news by looks of it by uh, da uh, David Einstein. He's tweeted out today that basically Arsenal have no intentions of all these rumours, all these reports going for the last few weeks. That Arsenal are looking to get rid of uh, ESR part of their clear out. David Ornstein has put that to bed and said he is going nowhere. He is a big, in his words, a big part of Arsenal's season. They want to get in the pre season. Hope he stays injury free and he's a big part of our season next season. So a lot of us, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, Steve, myself, and Lottie as well, if he's watching or listening back, are ecstatic today <laughs> with that news. <laughs> uh, it would have been mad, um, you know. Sorry to jump straight in, but you know <laughs> how I feel about him. I just it would have been absolutely crazy to even consider getting rid of him. And when you're talking about buying players like Mason Mount for 50, 60 million pounds, it is just ridiculous. When you look at Mason Mount, the player that he is, the play, yeah. the, the positions he plays on the pitch, we've got someone from our academy in the squad. Who is even better than him, in my Thank opinion? Thank you, someone that agrees with me. Mason, the Mason Mount rumors have been doing my head because he, he he doesn't strengthen us in any way whatsoever. If anything, as you say, it would have pushed that ESR, but frankly, that ain't gonna be happening because if we put it this way, and some I think as Roy uh, King said it on Sunday, I seen a clip go around after Sunday's uh, games were done and Dance did, and he's and his words were, he can't even get into this Chelsea side. So how is he going to upgrade Man United or Arsenal? Exactly. He's not the player that ESR is. And we've seen with our own eyes and everyone that, you know, not even non-Arsenal fans can view the impact that ESR had on our team last season and the effects he was having when he started and when he came off the bench. That He was our, for a long time last season, he was our top scorer. I think he finished the second top scorer. And for the first time in five years, he is paying. He's now pain-free. So why would we even entertain the idea 
of getting rid of him at all now. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, I could, he doesn't get in. I mean, Mason Mount is just not fit to lace his boots for a start. But the only other thing that annoys me just slightly uh, this season was the fact that Fabio Vieira was playing ahead of him um, a lot of the time when I don't think it was justified. And we said this before. We said it last time we were on together, Ryan. The only justification I can get from that at all in my head is that Mikel Arteta has to, well, use the word justify again, justify the £35 million price tag that he paid for Fabio Vieira. He doesn't want to be left with egg on his face. He desperately wants Fabio Vieira to succeed, as we all do, but not to the detriment of ESR and his career. Um, So that's the only disappointment slightly that I had with this season. But, um, yeah, I, I just think that it's... Great news. It's the right news. And I'm looking forward to seeing him next season, um, starting with the preseason. Hopefully he has a good one and really starts the season on the front foot. be interesting to see what um, position he ends up playing. There's talk of him mm. playing in a different position to where he was. So maybe that's something in the pipeline as well, learning a new, a new way of playing. You know, so yeah, yeah, it'd be crazy to swap him for somebody like Mount because you're, you're not upgrading, are you? So no what's the point of that. And all that money on Mount, not be any better off. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And all I'm going to say on that is as well to add to that discussion about positional wise. It was obviously I was at the game with, with obviously sixty or sixty thousand fans on Sunday. So he suggested he put um on Sunday, and when he came on with Fabio Vieira, he did drop into the pivot. So it does look like maybe he's Arteta's thinking long term was he could be the ideal replacement. Again, that's just, look, I'm, if that work, if that does work. If that's the case, it does work. Look, I'm, in the long run, how much how much, how much are they going to save us in transfer fees and all that with someone else? Mm-hmm. We'll have to bed in and things like that because it might come from abroad or whatever. Mm. Um, I think we'll be signing a couple yeah. of Premier League players personally. Yeah, Casado. one of them. I don't want. <laughs> He's a main guy. After mm. what he did to us every week, get him in, please. Wouldn't be surprised if some sort of gentleman's agreement when he signed his new contract in January that if Arsenal came back in for him, he'd be allowed to leave at a reasonable fee, which won't be cheap, but he's a quality player. Quality player. You know, yeah. especially yes, if Casado is going, in, which looks like he is, and there's even talk of party moving on, isn't there? So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, mm. The way he's finished the season, and uh, yeah, it, it, when the when the push comes to shove, he's either been injured or his form has dipped so badly that it's just unbelievable. So I think yeah. I don't think that's going to go down very well with with Mikel Arteta because he needs people and wants players to be ready for the fight, doesn't he? And He's not going to look at the the way that we've collapsed the last two seasons and look favourably on the way that uh, parties played. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I think so. I think he's um he's he's had good periods of play, hasn't he? But when it really comes down to crunch time, he's, he's not been there. And you know, last two or three games he's been playing right back. Mm. You know, and I can't see him being a right back going forward. So nah. no, I can't either. Yeah. Got, so we've got questions just coming from Colonel as well in the chat. He's saying there's uh, rumours are PSG and Bayern want Aragar. 
would you sell him if you got over 120 million for him if it meant we get Madison new or Wolfhouse no. new? No. Just no. no. We're no. building for the future. <laughs> we, we need to keep our best players. And these players have shown that they are knitted together like a family. Mm. We don't want to be starting again and gutting the team because they'll all have to get take time to bed in, get used to the team, get used to where, if it's a new country, for example, get used to the Mikel Arteta and his ways and the way he wants them to play. We need to hit the ground running next season, big time. So to completely change, because we talked, we just talked about possibly changing Partey. We yeah. know that Granit Xhaka's going. Why would yeah. we sell Odegaard? Because that's, that's, that is our entire midfield that we've had <laughs> the entire happen, season. So, do we really want to be looking to change our entire midfield in one foul swoop? And especially when one of them is our captain, who looks like one of the best players in Europe at the moment in his position. We want to be adding rather than detracting too many players, in my opinion. Yeah, it's all about strengthening that. It's not about starting again, is it? No. You know, so it's... um, yeah, why would you sell? I mean, we're not in a situation now whereby we have to sell out. We've, you know, been in situations before when we've had to sell our best players. We couldn't, we couldn't keep our best players. Mm. Now we're not in that situation. Though. We don't have to sell to anybody. You know, Barcelona, no. Bayern Munich come in for our best players. We can say no. No, we're just as big a club as you. We're going to yeah, prove that good. over the next few seasons. Why would we give our best players to anyone at yeah. the moment? You know, yeah. there's bound to be some players that we need to get rid of. Like as you said, we need to be adding players rather than subtracting too many players. There's going to be a few, though. I mean, players like Tierney, we know that he's probably going to be on the way out. Rob Holding, a few other fringe players that have been on loan, etc. But the core of our team that have been starting week in, week out, all season, no chance. We don't want to get rid of any of these players. Um, we, need to, we need to add rather than subtract when it comes yeah. to... Those. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you need to be adding players that push those players to another level, don't you? You want yeah. a player yeah. that's going to push Saka to the next level, don't you? You know, somebody else. I mean, we've got Trussard and Martin and anything have got the left-hand side pretty sewn up. So you want players mm. who can come in and actually add to the team rather than replace somebody. Yeah, exactly. The sense and they're all on decent contracts now. So um, apart from Saliba, I mean, they're all on four or five-year contracts, not like that. So yeah, no pressure to sell them. No, no, none at all. And you know, especially our, our very best players. And by all you know, by all accounts, I think Odegaard's favourite to win the Player of the Season, and, yeah. and quite you know, quite rightly so. With I mean, the output that he's given us with goals and assists on its own. I mean, he's doubled his goal and assist tallies from the like, previous seasons in one, mm. turned it around in one season and just added those to, that to his game as well. Mm. Yeah. He's not even in his prime yet, really, when you think about it, 24 <laughs> years old. He's probably got two, maybe three years away from his proper prime. Mm. Uh, so, no, we, we really, uh, no amount of money should get rid of, you know, play, players like that. It should be enough to tempt us. It's- and it's his first, first, he's done all that as well, what you say, Andrew. He's done all that, and he's with the added pressure of being the Arsenal captain in his first, his first mm. proper season because he exactly. came yeah. in part. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's shown any sign of wanting to move on, has he? I don't think there's been any rumours he's not happy or he's, you know, he well, loves again, the club, I mean, he loves leading the club, and yeah. now he's going to play in the Champions League next season. What, what's, again, why would he want to move? 
He's finally he found his home in his own words. Yeah, yeah. We came in for him when nobody wanted him. Relatively yeah. speaking, you know. So um, fair play. So no. There'll be plenty of other players. I mean, there must be five or six players that we're going to be will be going or loading out again. You know, so mm. there's going to be a few gaps for some quality players to come in, not no quality players to go out. No, no, no exactly. Not. I just no. I was going to say, literally, it'd be absolutely pointless for us to go after a first attempt at a time a nowhere by the way. Again, we keep saying, is that a nowhere this season? This title charge. Oh, we missed that by a few points. Okay, everyone, you are out, you're out, the you're captain, you're gone, boom, 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 and it's restart again. It'd be pointless. So you, I've been saying to people, you know, people down the road, I'm walking down the road, I'm just seeing me wear this or whatever, and it's like, oh, how can you be happy? It's like, well, considering where we were in the last like, three and a half years ago when Arta came in, when we were basically going down the mid-table route. As a mid-table club, we're getting nowhere near, we're going backwards, if anything, if not going forward. And when Mikel came in, we had so much disharmony in the, in this, not just this club, but in the squad. Too many clicks. He's come in, tore that up, brought his players in, kept the players he wanted to keep, including, against many many fans' wishes at the time, a certain Granite Xhaka. Mm. And now, on Sunday, Arsenal fans, to a, to a man and woman and child, when he went off at when he went off from um, in the second half, were begging him, was chanting and begging him to stay. Mm. And who would have thought that three and a half years ago? We said at the start mm. of this season, what, the redemption arc and all that, and, mm. he, and then obviously he did look back in the last season, he didn't, he didn't want to leave unless he'd done something special with the club. Obviously, not obviously, idea he would have wanted to live that league title with us before he left, but obviously that's, that can't be. But he's turned the manager's turned things around. So he ain't gonna just go, Well, I've done all this in three and a half years. Like, all right, then but after one good season, one really out of their season in terms of out of nowhere, we've done a I say amount of time, put pushed at, not anyone but Man City at a state run coverage. Again, me and Andrew spoke about this last week and that, all that debacle. And we got what was it four or five points in the end difference, right? One win against Man City. Would have won us the league. Yeah, effectively, mm. yeah. We're and one win, run away, and that's what we've got to build for next season. That's yeah. why we can't yeah. be selling our best players because he's got to come up with a plan of beating Manchester City next season. He's got to just basically study how Brentford play because they did the double over Man City this season. So just need to copy them. But um, we're we just going to buy. I mean, we're just going to buy more Man City players, though. Cancelo and Gundogan, <laughs> and have half the side of Man City players. So Man City <laughs> bench could be playing for Arsenal next season. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good idea. Why don't we just uh, buy gently buy all their players without them realising? <laughs> <laughs> would be a bastard player. Would it be a great idea? Would it? It's funny though, isn't it? Because you know. The, one one win away from winning the league. That's if you look at it that way. That's that's what it was in the end. They I dropped. Mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we'd have beaten them and stayed ahead of them, then they would probably wouldn't have gone so changed their team so much for the last two games because they they obviously dropped uh, five points in the last two games, which is yeah. And we, and we we knew that there were going to be tough games for them. That's why it was so yeah. important to take it to the last game. Um, but 
Yeah, it's I, don't think, I don't think they would have dropped those points if they needed to win those two games. No, no I don't think so either. There is a, you know, they, they, their whole first team on the bench on the game before Brentford, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think so either, to be honest with you. But, uh, but it's nice it's to agree, though, isn't it? You're exactly. talking about fine mark yeah. one, you know, you're talking about one win. One know, win against Manchester. One win, and that's all it will take. We lost um, four points against West Ham and Liverpool. We were 2 0 up. You, you look at it like that, and you think. That would have been enough, possibly. Mm. Yeah, well, what was it? Five, I think we finished on 84, they finished on 89. So we're five points behind them in the end. That's that's really nice, in a way, uh, to finish a season without like a double-digit difference between us as a team. What was their difference last season? What was the men's season winning last season? What was their... It was more than that, wasn't it? Oh, God, yeah. 100%, yeah. <laughs> I mean, us personally, we were God knows how many points behind. We were, it could have been thirty points. I would have to check. It's going to be yeah, 25, yeah, exactly. And I was, I was always desperate to get it to. I mean, and, and Ryan will vouch for this because I've said it on several podcasts before. I wanted just to get to a situation where we were less than ten points away from Man City, and that would have been really, really big step forward. And uh, we did it this season. Um, so we so just got season, to make... again, That's our starting point for next season, isn't it? The target yeah. next season is, oh, let's qualify for the Champions League. You know, it's now about pushing City to the wire, isn't it? Last game of the season. Mm. So, um, yeah. mm. and that's why you're strengthening the side, not weak, not potentially weaken it by selling your best players. So, no, no, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, just quickly, I know Mr. Tom uh, put a comment there. I was only joking, Mr. Tom, about Brentford and following their blueprint. But um, <laughs> earlier in the season, when they when they beat Man City away, that was a great result. So I think they didn't play a second string in that game, um, as far as I'm aware. I mean, no, they, they, went full, yeah. they went full strength in that one. Exactly. So it's only the last one uh, at this, in this last game. But yeah, I mean, you're sorry about your team going down as well, Mr. Tom. My commiserations. And I'm not being, you know, I, I really wanted you to stay up. So I actually am disappointed you went down in the end. I spent all Sunday evening trying to console him here on the, on the live stream, like trying to perk mm. him up, say, come back next year. <laughs> Don't like jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And Junior Furpo, you know what I mean? You mentioned Junior Furpo earlier, and I'm sorry, mate, but yeah, he's the worst fullback I've ever seen in the Premier League in my entire life. And we had and we had Andre Santos at one point. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> so yeah, you've got to get rid of him, mate. Honestly, I don't even think he's good enough for the Championship. Mm. Who is it? That lead score. Who is? Let's be honest. That's on another show. But still, um, get to us though. Obviously, yeah. Again, I was just to end on that note of obviously why we, we it makes no sense to send in our best players just to rebuild again. Me, it's just the media being the media. All oh, Arsenal, we're clicky. Da, 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 da. We'll say something negative. Get every all the Arsenal fans piling in. Get the clicks. Get the views. I mean, today, what was it um, on Sky? Some random pundit, some, I don't even a pundit, some random in journal they hire, um, was asked, oh, who's basically, who's who's at best odds to compete next season for Man City? And mm. I, I, I shit you not, we weren't even mentioned. No. Man United, with Ten Hag and whatever he's going to do in the summer with the ownership or whatever, 
Chelsea, who just finished twelfth, by the way, and he hasn't got part to look at what he's got. To, look what he's got to deal with. But hey, I'm on Liverpool. Mm. But Arsenal wasn't even mentioned. It's, a, it's just the media being the media because they know they're gonna they'll get the reaction from the fan base in terms of what the hell you're playing at. And hello, if it weren't for us, City walked this three months ago. I mean, what Chelsea are going to do? They're going to go out and buy another two or three hundred million pound players and stick them in that, that team, which isn't a team. Still not a striker. 11, 11 individuals kicking the ball around. Um, what are they going to do next season? Nothing. You know, Pochettino hasn't got a history of winning trophies, has he? League trophies, has he? No, he actually didn't win the league with Paris Saint Germain either, as well, on one occasion, which, which is almost like. Criminal, it's a criminal offence in France. If, you, if you're a manager of Paris Saint Germain, you don't win the league, you get put in prison. That sort of shit. Well, so, they, so, they just don't not win, do they? I mean, well, they, you know, they just win it every year without foul, do they? I mean, exactly, yeah. It. yeah. But you, know, if you can't win the team with Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, you know, all these other players up front, and you can't win the league, do I mean? I know. They're linked with that Ugart, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Ugart. Um, that, that I think it's an Argentinian midfielder from from Portugal, from, from Benfica, I think he is. Mm. Yeah, they really need another midfielder, don't they? I mean, they're, they're down to the last 155th. Like, it's unbelievable. And they, they, what they really need is obviously defenders and then strikers, but they're still being linked with another midfielders. It's crazy. Well, before we went well, off tonight, there's now... If you spent all that money on players... But you end up with Havertz as your main striker. That tells you something, doesn't it? Really, mm. you know. Yeah, so know. he's got a big job on there, and I can't see him turning it around in one summer. No, it'll take no. two or three years, won't it? Two or three years of players going out because who's going to want to buy the players they've signed on these big contracts? Who, who are they going to sell them to? But no one can afford them. They're on eight-year contracts, all of these new players, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're on retirement contracts, aren't they? they? Just play till they finish, don't they? Now, I think. Uh, well, I mean, it's just not. It's not even a joke. The Mudrick's contract will take him up to the age of twenty-nine, I think. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just mad. What would you have to pay Chelsea to, to buy him out of his contract? Hundred million. Oh, he's only played. Money. He's not even played a full game yet, is he? Not a score of goal, but they've got an assist. <laughs> Oh, it's honest. It's crazy, absolutely mad. Yeah, we got Trossard. We got Trossard. Yeah, not to spend lots of money. Give somebody too much money, and they just waste it. Well, let's just hope that they get found out and get the same levels of charges against them as Man City have for for what they've been doing to football over the last twenty yeah, years. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think it's crazy, but you know, what's 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 Man City going to get eventually in years to come? A few points docked. Don't, you know? don't. I bet they don't retrospectively take away the championships they've won for while they while the illegal um, transactions have been going on. They won't retrospectively last five years, will they? No, no, because yeah. they are from whatever you think of them, whatever you think of them for what they've done to football. Same as Chelsea over the last few years, they are the one of the star turns for the Premier League and Premier mm. League have brought these charges against them and let's be honest they've done it because of the threat of the government taking away the governance of the Premier League so they yeah. think well shit we better bring forward these because I know they've been working on these 
charges for the last four years, so they say. Mm. But they were announced a couple of weeks after the the government announced their plans to take away yeah. the government Premier League. So, uh, and Man City are their biggest draw across the world at the moment because they've got the best manager, the best players, they're winning all the time, and they give the Premier League a good name. So they think, anyway. Mm. I don't yeah. think they do because it's not competitive uh, anymore. It's yeah. turned into another, you know, France or, or Germany and in the mm. way that they're leagues after league after league. Um, but anyway, that's the that's that's the situation. I cannot see them doing anything other than just a firm slap on the wrist and saying, "Don't do this again." And just, you know, we'll be we'll keep keeping our eyes on you in the future, type of thing. That's all mm. it will be. Yeah, which is a shame, but that just proves <clears> that you know financial fair play doesn't really exist, does it? No. You know, because if, if you can stick players on eight-year contracts or allegedly get more income than you actually get and get away with it, then you know, fair play to the other clubs that don't do that, you know, spend within their means, you know, Liverpool's us, you know, all the other Premier League sides, I mean, at least they try and stay on the right side, if you like. But it does mean that you don't win titles, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom, a bit of a backhanded comment here from Tom, says, I read the small point of the Premier League rules, only when Man City received their 1,000th charge, <laughs> would I receive a polite letter and a telling off on Twitter? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Strongly worded letter. Yeah. Signed by if we, if we celebrate too much, we get dock points, don't we? Or, you know, get fined. If we yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll find a way of turning it around and, and giving all the, the fine and docking yeah. your points to Arsenal somehow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you competed yeah. with them this season when we announced it all, so it's your fault, even though you didn't take them out of it. How dare you? Next season, you're starting with a 30-point deduction. They'll take, they'll take it back to George Graham and his, you know, mm. his brown envelopes or something. They'll try and go yeah. back to that car and, and yep. put, yeah. it, put it all down to him somehow. Yeah, we've got evidence of a car park in 1972 with an envelope was passed between two players, two managers. <laughs> <laughs> You so are now officially wiped out. off. Double has been wiped off. <laughs> you are now officially out of business. You have to start from the uh... Ishmael League, which doesn't exist yes. anymore. So it'd be like something like the Conference Division Two. You've got to do a yeah. loop more. Start back on the Hackney Marshes. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> you know, all the way down to the bottom, to the bottom tier of the football pyramid in a conference. Go part time. You got to do a Luton. <laughs> Just imagine that Sunday league type pub side turning up to play Arsenal with Jesus and Odegaard on Acme Marches. Imagine it. Imagine it. We can't get rid of them, so they still have to play for us. <laughs> yeah, they've got a seven year contract. They can't well, get rid of the league we play, they have to play. <laughs> Some like beating up old van pull up, and all the blokes with beer buddies get out. You know, they're, they're still no, wiping the sweat off their thing from the from all the alcohol that they're sweating out yeah. the night before. Yeah, they look round and go, but it's Bakayo Saka, Thomas Partey. I think he's athletic. He's athletic. Yeah. <laughs> so at least if they, uh, if they turned us over 3 0, we'd be on match of the day, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> oh, so Bags 11-3, Arsenal nil. 
And there was the, the bald-headed, beer-bellied blokes walking off saying, Arsenal don't like it up them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. got the guy who's yeah. his leg hanging off. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> don't worry, lads. Don't worry, lads. You'll be fine next week. You'll be fine. <laughs> Legs just spinning around from the knee down because it's snapped in half. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway. Right, you just, just stick you with gold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Owen, come on, out you come. In you go. You're up top now. It's my car new, get stripped, you're on. Bring back all the legends, couldn't we, in their 50s? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still do a job down at me, Marshes. Dennis, Carnu, Viltord, Yanks, come on, need you. Paddy, you're at work, come on. Got a short team. Dear Cole. No, I just... yeah, Tony, take Tony. that get your kit back on, you know. I'd go and watch that. You would when you buy a ticket, wouldn't you? 100%. Yeah, I'd be down there on the side. Standing there with my dog on the side of the pitch. The only thing is, though, your dog will hear Kaya, Bakayo, and you'll think, my name. Start running onto the pitch, having a dump in the centre circle. <laughs> Get Nigel Winterburn sliding through it. I'm like, oh my god, what's that? Shit like? <laughs> <laughs> only on this podcast, only on this. No, if you have to come to this this pod, forget all this kind of content. You don't get this anywhere else. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But yeah, yeah, moving on, I on the Sunday. What was your thoughts on the game itself? First half. Oh, it, was, it wasn't a game, is it? We were we were just on in first gear and scoring for fun, weren't we? I mean, there wasn't really any threat from Wolves, really. I mean, we generally score three or four at the end of the season, don't we? Last season games, mm. generally. Last couple, couple seasons, yeah. Well, I got my I got the prediction right last week. Last week, didn't I? I said five yeah, nil. Yeah. You said five yeah. I had to go six, but okay. <laughs> Jack was what? Jack was a miss kick away from the first half battery, wasn't he? He was. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah. incredible. That would have been <laughs> like everyone in the football world. It's a set up. All you're needing them is a red card in the second half just to top it all, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, God. With yeah. in the last game, you know, retiring, I'll go out with a bang. Here we go. Yeah, he should have got his hat trick and then just gone in two footed on someone and snapped the leg in half. And then, <laughs> send off that beat. Don't worry, that, that, I won't, I won't be able to. You put me off, mate, but I don't serve that suspension because I'll be in, I'll be either retiring or going elsewhere in another country. That doesn't the suspense doesn't work anymore. Bye. <laughs> I'm going down to the Eastman League anyway, so it's fine. It doesn't really cover me down there. <laughs> but no, so. It was a great first half, really, wasn't it? I mean, it could have been better, like you said, Steve. And you know, he, he'd be gutted not to have. Uh, I mean, he came onto his left foot as well. So it was probably the three chances. It's probably the easiest one because he was right in the middle of the goal, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, he had a free shot at it. Left yeah. Foot, and you just think that's going to rip the back of the net, but yeah. You know, perhaps he just had that thought of, my God, my first ever hat trick, my last ever game for Arsenal, my first ever hat trick. Mm. He's never got two in a game before in his no, whole career. First time he's got two, yeah. 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 So, so can't he finished on know. nine for the season, didn't he? You know, yeah. he nearly yeah. had six players in double figures for the season. Exactly, and you know, you get you get strikers like that lot down the road by for sixty million quid who only score one. 
And we've got Danny Jack. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bit of a dodgy one. Let's be honest. I mean, to be fair to him, he celebrated for, you know, uh, stripping off. Um, got booked every time. Lovely bloke. <laughs> Oh, yes, what a, what a return from Granite Xhaka, really. Far, you know, and I think I think the uh, the two two assists that um, Trossard got put him on yeah. ten, ten, 10 since January, which is yeah. unbelievable, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's he, the he, he didn't he? He absolutely mm. left one. A great save, to be fair. Yeah, um, but he nearly, got, he nearly got another one. So yeah, I mean, it's a great game. I mean, we just—I mean, like you said, Steve, we always do this on the last game of the season when there's the pressure's pretty much off in the sunshine. We just get treated to some wonderful football. We always generally win, you know, four nil, five one, whatever. It was, um, it was a really fitting end to a great season, really, wasn't it? And yeah. the, way, the way that everyone stayed behind to watch the. A lap of appreciation from all the players and the, the speech from Nicola Teta and Martin Erdegaard. Everyone was staying behind and chanting. And, you know, the uh, speech from Nicola Teta, he's almost brought a bloody lump to your throat, didn't it? I mean, mm. <laughs> by the time you actually start talking, and when all these, the screaming was, uh, and the singing of his name was calmed down, you know, you could see how it. It's really emotional, uh, really, wasn't he? When he was um, sort of making that that chat, so it's great to see that. Great so, way to finish, on it? Because it, it just sets you up for the start of first game next season, doesn't it? You yeah, that, that feeling on, <clears throat> and um, you go again. We could we could still be playing the charity shield, couldn't we? Oh, sorry, community shield. You know, mm. Man City Same wins the cup. Yeah. The same thing, there's a different name now. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just showing the age, aren't I? But, you know, we won it back then as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, um, you know, part of you don't want Man City to win the treble, but at the end of the day, does it really matter? They're, they're going to win everything for the next, you know, X amount of years. You know, keep investing the amount of money they're going to invest in that side. Um, and I just don't like Man United at all, really, so I'd just rather City win it. I want to date at Wembley as a fuck United. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the only way that the, the one thing we've got to cling on to is that one day Pep Guardiola will leave Man City, and that is the biggest thing that will help us. <laughs> and we've got to hope it's going to be sooner rather than later because he's the key that binds it all together, isn't he? And uh, we found to our own cost that what it when a manager stays so long, like Arsene Wenger did, obviously. Mm how hard it is to replace that manager. And they're going to find a similar thing when they have to eventually re replace him. It's going to be extremely unlikely they're going to find someone who will keep the level exactly the same and it's going to carry on as it was. It's, there's always going to be a bit of a dip. So we just need to work out a plan amongst the cells how to get Pep Guardiola out of Manchester City. So everyone that's listening to this and watching it, just you know, put all your suggestions in the box, and we'll see what we can do. Because we've got to get that bloke out of that club. Because that's the I only. Suppose, I suppose if he um, if he wins the Champions League with Man City, he's got the lot, isn't he? And that might be the thing all that might yeah. say to him, "Can I do it somewhere else? You know, can mm. I do it on Hackney Marches with no no money? You know." <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I think, you know. Imagine him turning up at the battle. Who's going to give me a billion pounds to go and build another side, you know? I don't know. Mm. You know? Well, he's more likely to, to do what he did before and just take another year off and go and live in New York for a year or something like that, isn't he? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take uh, Italy the year later or something and try and do it in Italy. Yeah. Like Juventus or something. Some of that... Because if it, that's the event, this thing they had nightmares that they want to win the Champions League and this, that, and the other. They're, they're sort of falling off as well. I think they've been going through, especially this season with the points deductions of their their own financial fair play situation they've got had on over there. They're not going to be in Champions League next season. So he could take the year off, then get back into Champions League with an agree, and he could come in and go, okay, this is what I need to do. Boom, 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 and see if he can bring his style to Serie A and, and be. What he's done in Germany, what he's done in the Liga, what he's done now in England. Oh, that's league one. Or if he does win the treble this season, he could be off, like you said. And right now, at this moment in time, Brazil haven't got a manager. Ooh. And there, there's been whispers in the past that Brazil and him, he would love mm. to be Brazil manager. Um, I mean, the thing is. Um... So He's a very honourable man, isn't he, Guardiola? And if, he, if all this talk about Man City bending the rules, breaking the rules, that might be the thing that sort of tips him over the edge if he wins the treble. Mm. He might think, you know, I don't want to be tarnished with all this. People turning around and saying, well, you've only won it because of all the money and because of all the, you know, irregularities. You're not really the best manager because you've got an owner that can, you know, and make the rules, other rules yeah. as they go along. And they've got the money to do it. And he might want, he might not want part of that. Mm. Oh, Tom's got, Tom's got a suggestion in the chat, sorry. It uh, would be handy if you turned out to be a, if that was a secret lifelong Leeds fan. <laughs> well, Erling Haaland is, obviously, so he could have a word in his ear and say, look, that's both of us, let's go and save Leeds. So Erling Haaland and Pep Guardiola leave, walk out of Man City and go to Leeds for free. No no salary. Erling Haaland will play for you for nothing. It's all out of love. Yeah, yeah. love and ego. Our egos are so big, we want to prove that we can do it in the championship now mm. and walk it. <laughs> and I, yeah, uh, I mean, that's the thing, though. If you, if you really wanted to challenge yourself, that's what you would do, isn't it? You'd go to a club that hasn't got the financial backing mm. and try and do it at a lower club rather than just having the biggest pot of money, the best players, and you know, turning around and saying you're the best manager. Well, <laughs> really, I don't think so. Mm. Mm. You know, no, give it to a manager that you know doesn't have that sort of financial backing. And, exactly. You know, let's well, see how good, you know Mourinho went to Tottenham and look what happened there. Well, yeah, that's that's obvious. Anyone he's, done, he's, had, he's had another dig today as well. Mourinho at Tottenham, I'm loving it, loving it. Sorry, Jenna just asked him the head of their game tomorrow in the uh, UEFA League final tomorrow. Um, yeah. The contest why is it, is it so successful? Spurs, Spurs, yeah. they sat me for a final, so that's why. Basically, they didn't allow me. I don't know why. You have to ask them. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But yeah, I know Ancelotti, um, as Mister Tom uh, says in the chat, is going to be the Brazil manager. That's a lot of chat about that. That's what mm. I mean. If it happened quickly with Pep uh, before that decision is actually made with with Ancelotti. <laughs> Anything signed? If you've got a choice of the two, Ancelotti or Pep, which one are you going to go for? 
There's only one room. I mean, no matter how good Ancelotti is, which he is, I love Ancelotti to be honest. But um, if you've got the choice of the two, you're going to go for Pep, aren't you? Uh, every day, yeah, yeah. because he he is in terms of his style of play, he is Brazil El Wobe in terms of they would love that attacking free flowing. Yeah, mm. you go football basically. They've been at it for so long. Mm. And they've got great players as well. So again, you go into a situation whereby you're playing with the best players. You're managing the yeah. best players again, aren't you? Yeah. You know, apart mm. from Richardson, obviously, but you know. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. So, so there's always one bad egg in the squad. <laughs> he scored for Brazil, though, didn't he? I mean, like, since he scored for fun for Brazil. Yeah, over kicks and everything. Mm. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I can't see him going on next season. Even if they win the treble this season, I can't see him leaving next season. So, no. it would be good to beat them. At their own, you know, beat them with all the money, with Pep, and still beat them. Wouldn't that be a, a huge achievement? Yeah, exactly. Winning the, not only winning the Premier League, but being... Mm. Arguably the best team on the planet right now in Europe, at least. Going, going back to the earlier part of the, the show, that is what we've got to build for this summer. We've got to build a team that is capable and mentally capable, as well as technically capable, of beating Manchester City. Because mm. that's that is where we fell short. When you think about it, that is what we had to do. If we could have beaten them once, or maybe taken a point of the 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 other game we played against them. We would be champions now. Um, mm. So this is the what we've got to build the team for. Fine line. It, it's a, mm. it's such a fine line that really mm. is. You know, from what all this talking and joking you've been talking about Pep and all that sort of stuff. That, that is the only opportunity we've got. Is if if the Premier League do pull their finger out and work on these hundred and fifteen charges, if it's proven to be um, that they have, you know, cheated in those those ways uh, with all these charges that they've put against them and if Pep is not happy about that if he's somehow his name is going to be he feels like his name could be sullied by working with a club mm. that has done all that regardless whether like Emerson Alison Cozier in the, in the chat there's put Pep's contract in 2025 he that doesn't matter it, his principles will mean that he will just walk out of there mm. um he will resign and he will be gone. The contract will mean nothing. He's put, yeah. he's put it out there publicly in terms of press conferences. He said that at the time back in February. If Man City, if, it, if a couple have done this, I'll walk. I'm not convinced they're not. They'll get their, they're innocent. Mm. But if they if they're found guilty, I will walk. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> man, isn't he? He he believes that they haven't done anything wrong. But if they have done something mm. wrong, which seems to be the case, then he could quite easily turn around and say, Do "You know what." I don't need it, this. And you won't be short of offers, that's for sure. No, no he doesn't want to have his name anywhere near associated with something like that. You know, he's a man of, of integrity. He'll be gone. 100% he'll be gone. Um, mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says. If, they, if he has thought that they have lied to him throughout all this period, he won't work for them. No. Well, we'll see. I think that this will rumble on during the off-season, won't it? So, yeah. You would think they'd want to have something resolved before the start of next season. But the, 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 the problem it's been is, tied it's up in the courts, isn't it? It's tied up in the courts, isn't it? Yeah, it's their lawyers. They'll just kick the can down the road for as long as possible. And even Pep came out recently. I, I didn't actually read the article, but I saw a headline saying, "Pep, I want this sorted as soon as possible." About mm. the charges, yeah, yeah. He wants it sorted. But the, it's the lawyers and the club are just going to kick this can down the road for as long as possible. They're like, like me and 
Ryan said last week, they're even complaining that the, the bloke that from the uh, Premier League who's leading the uh, investigation is an Arsenal fan. And they're complaining yeah. about that now. You know, saying we're not yeah, happy yeah. about him. Can't move, can't proceed with him. He's an Arsenal fan. I mean, come on, for God's sake. This could be going on for, for as long as they want it to go on for. Well, they've got the lawyers. They've got the money to, to drag it out. They can argue. They can they can create all sorts of arguments about every single individual case, can't they? Probably. And mm. But then again, you, you'd have to think for the Premier League to come out and charge them. They must have some pretty solid data to back that yeah. up. Yeah. They would have done their due diligence going back over several years to look at all the irregularities to be able to come out with a charge of 115 cases, they would think they've got a rock solid case, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but but they, I mean, regarding you know the comments, uh, Steve, uh, Pep ain't leaving. It took five, six years to build such a squad. Uh, you know, and then Stefan Harrington, right? Stefan said he he wouldn't he be in breach of contract. I mean. There wouldn't be a, such a thing as a contract if he'd been lied to by his employer throughout the whole period that he'd been working for them. He would just say they've been in breach of his contract as well. I mean, they wouldn't even... It would just be such a complicated situation where but everything will be on Pep's side. If it's, if it's proven that they had been lying and that they had breached all these rules, then the contract would mean nothing at the end of the day, would it? I mean, his... his Listeners, he peps listeners will be able to say the, the contract is null and void because you've been lying to, to me for the whole period mm. of time. That I've been here. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, like misconduct charge, isn't it? You're going yeah. the other way to the employer, isn't it? Mm. You know, so yeah, exactly. and, and Pep's not going to be worried about being fined a year's salary, is he? Or whatever the what, what would be the penalty if he walked out no. with the two years left on his contract, he'd tear it up, wouldn't he? He's that exactly. sort of guy. He's, he's that sort of guy. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, and also be interesting to see, you know, what happens with a few of their players that are going to move on and who they're going to bring in next. Yeah, I mean, it could it, this, this could all be moot point anyway because they're probably going to get away with it. They're probably going to get away yeah, with it. Get away with it. Some loophole. This could mean nothing. So, yeah. So all we can do next season is beat the best team on the planet. That's it. Basically, yeah. Add a few. That's, that's, all, that's, that's, that's all. All we've got to do is add a few. Casado being one of them. A another midfielder, be that Declan, whoever. Another right, another right back. Um, that seems that will be able to do what Arteta's plan. It looks like he's planning to do in terms of he's got the inverted left back sorted now. It seems in the last couple of games he wants to go down the route of a uh, inverted right back as well. So he's got the options of tactically switching up a bit. Obviously, yeah. big party for the last couple of games. Obviously, Wolves didn't know, didn't do anything, so it's just like okay, cool. So obviously with Ben White, but you obviously need someone because Tommy Ashley just made a biscuit. He is literally made a biscuit. His ankles, his legs. So just, I don't know how. I don't know how it's gone down that route. But since he first picked up an injury last season, he just he, he's not consistent enough. And we don't want another season where we're hoping that he's okay and we need him most. He's injured again. What, bis what biscuits do you think they're made of? Just out of interest. Ooh. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Bourbons, crust of creams, uh, uh, Garibaldi's. Yeah. I like a Garibaldi as he goes. Yeah. I reckon short Garibaldi. Break. Oh, yeah. Short, short break. break. Short break. Short break. <laughs> 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 it's nice, the biscuits. 
going off on Dingo. Going off on Dingo. Let's just say with Rich T. Okay, you will not get this anywhere else on any other podcast. No, no other podcast are they actually getting down to the nitty gritty so detailed that we know exactly what biscuits Tommy Asu's legs are made of. <laughs> It could be an assortment, though, couldn't it? It could be more than one, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it could be a mix, yeah. A bit of, a bit of everything there, yeah. A bit of custard there, a bit of chocolate bourbon there. A box of four, a box of boxes, biscuits, yeah. Oh, I next year he's, a, he's, he's sponsored by McVitie's, isn't he, next to the season? <laughs> it's like um, Leno's wrists. I think they, they were made of Garibaldi's, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just made a paper. Literally, not, nothing there. <laughs> no, but I mean, seriously, we need players that if we lose a player through injury, it doesn't totally screw up the side. We lose Salah yeah. and it just seems to unbalance everything, doesn't it? What we need yeah. is players that can come in. No disrespect to holding, but it's not him. You know, Kiwa looks like he could be that sort of player, given more games. Mm. You know, and, um, you know, we need another left back who can cover for Zinchenko. I think it's going to be Kivior. I think it's going to be Kivior and um, Tommy Asu if he gets himself properly fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, no, no, genuinely, I, I think that, I th- I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. To be perfectly honest, I would be if Tommy Asu wasn't made of biscuits. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. No, but so well. left back, then. back up left back. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, because yeah. If, if you okay. again, if, if you compare the Man City team that we're, we're trying to beat and get better than, you know, look at their options. They, they quite often play back four, four centre backs. If yeah, you think yeah. about it, and yeah. I think if we get another right back, that because we, if we have, say for example, Tommy Asu or Kivior. And um, Zinchenko is our left-back options. We've got the Zinchenko type. We've got a more defensive type, if you like, who, but who is also capable of sort of stepping out a little bit and making the bar passes. But if we've got on the right-hand side the Ben White, who is the more sort of defensive centre-backy type, mm. we would need another uh, Zinchenko type for the right-back. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the lad we're looking at over in Spain, whose name is escaping me. Um, Fresneda. Is it Fresneda? Thank you. Yeah, Fresneda. He could be more yeah. of a type, backed up by Tommy Asu and Ben White. You know, so we'll have the best of both worlds, really, um, on is both sides. Is online at Bayern Munich at the moment? I think, do you know? Concello. I don't know whether that, would if you're Man City, are you going to sell? Are you going to sell him to Arsenal? I can't see it. They've been burnt already by us nearly taking well, them to a, t- a time challenge by the two players that have already sold, sold to us. Depends on how they get over the next fortnight, I'll say. Depends how if, if the next fortnight goes as we expect and they're going to win Saturday and the following Saturday and they get beyond arrogant, maybe, just maybe, they might, they might make that mistake yeah. again. It'd be nice <laughs> to have a pound on, wouldn't it? Matchsticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like matchsticks. <laughs> Matchmakers, I think. Do you mean matchmakers? VR? Yeah, I think that, yeah, like the minty. Like minty you mean matchmakers? Matchmakers. I've moved on to chocolate biscuits now. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, legs are made of chocolate matchmakers. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lost me trade of thought now. What are we talking about? 
Going back, come back with his own from Bayern Munich. I'd love him to be. I mean, I thought he was one of genuinely, genuinely thought he was one of Man City's best players. Um, I thought he made he even though he was playing as fullback, I thought he made them tick. You know, as much mm. as at one stage, as much as Kevin De Bruyne was on, you know, the attacking third, I thought Cancelo was just as important in what he was doing for the team. So, yeah. I mean, I would love that at uh, Arsenal, but if you're Man City, I just can't see them selling another player to us as, as good as he is. Really, no. I'd, be, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if that was the case. But I yeah. would love it to have. But also, I read that they're asking sixty million or seventy million quid for him, which is mm. for a for a backup fullback. And I'm not saying he'd be just a basic backup fullback. He's going to be one that's pushing both very, very, very hard. You know, whether you're Ben White, whether you're Vincenco or anyone else, he's going to be pushing to start. But it's a lot of money when you're considering we're going to be looking to spend a lot of money in midfield as well. If we if we are looking just really hard to get Rice, which I I've got a horrible feeling we're not going to get him. I really but have. If, if, you're, um, if you're going to spend 7, 60, 70 million on him and you're thinking about replacing Tierney and Biscuit Man, then, you know, you can, you, you'd cover that, wouldn't you? 35 million per back, wouldn't it? So, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Potentially, good... potentially, potentially, yeah. you get one player to play two positions. So, you know, looking like that. But I'd like to see Tommy, seriously, I'd like to see Tommy get a full season. But I don't think we've seen the best of Tommy, really. It's, we've got short memories sometimes. It's very we just think about what's been happening over the last few weeks, and it's keep it in mind. But we seem to forget how good he was and how good he is. You know, he had Tommy a freak injury, didn't he? And he got it himself was really, he, did splits, he? he did the splits on the pitch. I mean, it's very mm. impressive. But obviously, yeah. it's um, it's broken That's his biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bag of broken biscuits you get right down the. Buy them when I was a kid, you know, broken. Yeah, look, the, the pound bag, yeah. Yeah, that's like Tommy Asu's leg when you put it in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. X-rated, that's what you say, isn't it? <laughs> no, but I mean, Just, yeah. uh, we saw enough of him when he played when he's playing well to think, yeah, he, he's a he's a serious player. He just yeah, didn't I play enough so. games. I genuinely think, think he's good enough to be in the squad um, as part of the. Our defense, but it's just we've just got to keep his keep him fit as much as we possibly can. Um, and just yeah, part of our problem this season was we couldn't rotate players enough, you know, we didn't have enough players to rotate, we had to keep playing the same side literally over and over again. And fatigue starts to come in, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. you know? yeah, but we've got a whole summer to be, uh. <laughs> Looking at all the comings and goings of the of the of the team, but you know, I, I really, really hope we do get Rice. I've just got a horrible, horrible feeling we're not going to get him because of all the other teams that will come in at the same time and just blow us out of the water last minute. Um, I really hope we get Kaiseido. The same thing could happen, but in a funny way, I'm a little bit more confident we can get him than I get than we can about Rice. Um, mm. But we, I think we. We really need Rice. If we're getting rid of Xhaka, which is almost 100% certain we are, you've got to think about not only replacing him as a player, because he's... No matter what you think about him, when he's been out of the team, you've, you can notice the difference. 
because he really does make a difference out on the pitch for Arsenal. Mm. But technically, and you know, the actual football of the year, technically, hello, um, we can replace his quality, but we've got to also mm. think about the leadership qualities that he's got that we're going to be losing. And Rice gives you, an, not only would he be an upgrade on the actual player, but he's also got that leadership quality about him. He's the, obviously mm. captain of his of his side. He's one of the the leadership group of the England football team. You know, he's been to sort of, you know, World Cups and European Championships already at his young age. And so we, that's why I really hope we get him because he's not only replacing the, the, the player, but he's also replacing the personality in, in the changing room. So um, you've got he to could be a care. European winner, could he? By the end of the season, he could be a European, you know, European league player, couldn't he? Winner, yeah. He could be, you well, know, conference league, but that's more than, more than more than Harry Kane's one. I don't know. I don't know if this is a compliment or a, a backhanded a uh, dig, but um, Mr. P's for <laughs> Andrew looked like Keith Allen. I'm asking how you do it. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> Keith Allen was a cool dude. So do you think we'd go for both of them, though? Do you think we'd go for one or the other rather than try and get both of them? Oh, oh we need both party of them. Goes. If party goes, then maybe that would be an option, wouldn't it, to go for both of them? Yeah. Well, I, even even without getting rid of... Again, we had this conversation, didn't we, Ryan? I think even without getting rid of Ruzaka, I think we need two players coming in anyway because we're always mm. we're going to be getting rid of Sambi, it looks like. Um, Maitland-Niles, again. Oh yeah, obviously he's gone on a pretty I think we already, I think we're already players short. So I think we need two players as it is. So if if Greenwich is going out the door, I think we need three. So um, I think we need, we do need both of them, Caicedo and uh, Rice. But whether we can afford them or not, I don't know. But we we have got players that we can get rid of that that will bring some money in uh, yeah. when we go. Squad, like you said, Steve, we've got you know, Tierney on his own could bring in 30 between 30 and maybe 40 million if we send him to Newcastle. Um, even with even with his slight injury record, I think mm. why not? Why wouldn't you choose <laughs> try and get as much money out of Newcastle as yeah, possible? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. I mean, Tavares uh, has had a good season with um Marseille, hasn't he? I mean, he could he could go for 20 30 on and off. Yeah, I think he started brilliantly but ended up. Absolutely shocking, to be fair. But, but you've got Balogun as well. If they if he can't get into yeah. the side, he's going to be... He's a 30, 40 million pound player, isn't he, right there? Hmm. Well, even Rob Holding, he's, um, he's 27. He's, he's in his prime. He's an English player. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, he fits that. I mean, he, he should be worth Except 20 Wednesday million. Coming up, I mean, you've got clubs coming up from the Championship that would be looking for players like that, wouldn't they? Experienced mm. Premier League players that are not ridiculously expensive. Hmm. Well, if he goes to Luton, that's well, a move. Yeah, I mean, so it'd be a good move for him. Wouldn't move too far, would he? Mm. Yeah, yeah exactly. this is a comment as well. Obviously, we haven't mentioned it. Obviously, but, uh, over the weekend, one of our loanees, Dalton Cuffey, played in the Championship final. That, that for me, best play for Coventry over the course of the match. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, no, really yeah. Mm. I, do, I, I do think he. I mean, he really impressed me, but I do think he's probably another loan away yet. Yeah. Um, Maybe, but he shows promise, and he? he's got the right physique. Much, yeah. I, I think he's, I think Royal Walters has actually stepped ahead of him from the club's point of view. Mm. I think Royal Walters has got more of a chance next season. But and the thing is, like we always say, on oh, the oh no no, these players are too too young, they're too young. 
But when you think about Rico Lewis, who came into Man City's team and played a big part in the running, he's mm. only, what, 19 or something like that? Mm. We trusted him. He was good enough. Mm. So uh, maybe some of these players need to be given a chance. And we've got the young left-back as well, who looks really, really good. He he can play the role similar to Zinchenko can. Um, again, his name is escaping me for some reason. Um, the young left back we've got, we got him initially from West Brom. Um, oh, maybe, right. maybe someone in the chat can put me out of misery mm. his name, but he looks like an opportunity uh, for the club as well, long term. So, fingers crossed for him. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of players out there that we, we've got, and obviously a few that we need to move on, isn't there? And, um, and you know, you've got Pepe. What do you do with Pepe? You know, what do you do with um, El Nene? I mean, you've got so many players, and collectively, you could be looking at a hundred million, couldn't you, for all of them potentially? Well, I heard I, listened, I was listening to um, Handbrake Off podcast, you know, the um, the, the Athletics podcast with um, Amy Lawrence and uh, Adrian Clark. And I agree with Adrian Clark when he said we we're talking about um, Pepe. Hmm. I know that you know people take the mickey out of Pepe and all this sort of stuff. But when you compare him to other players that come in from massive fees, he, he didn't do that badly at all. Uh, now I don't think he's a long-term option for that's it. I assume he's a thicky Steve. Thank you. Now, I don't think he's the type of player that Mikel Arteta will want. Adrian Clark said he's not a troublemaker. He really wasn't as bad as people are making out for him. But if it, if push comes to shove, and we end up spending a lot of our budget on the midfielders, and that we're talking about, and we are struggling to get a lot of money in uh, to the club, I would rather if we if it meant paying um, Nicholas Pepe to go, like giving him a big payoff and saying right you can go, or keeping him for the last season that he's he's contracted for. I'd rather do that because uh, no matter what you think, he did actually offer us something. He, he did offer us something. Whenever he generally played, he was either assisting someone or scoring a goal. Mm. A really good record for that. So why not keep him around? I know people were saying, oh, God, no, not Pepe. No, we need to move away from him. All I'm saying is if we don't get someone in um, for that to, to cover for Bukaya Saka, if it's a choice of either paying Nicolas Pepe off to go, paying up paying up his uh, contract, or keeping him around for the last year of his contract, I'd rather do the latter. I mean, I'd rather you... um, give Reese Nelson more game time rather than Pepe, though. Yeah, but I think Nick, I think he's more effective coming from the left, Reese Nelson. Yeah, but that means then you've got three, haven't you? Trossard, Martinelli, and. Yeah, but we, yeah, but it only takes one or two injuries, doesn't it? Like we've had this season, yeah, yeah, yeah. we never, yeah, yeah. We never have everyone available. We never have everyone available, do we? It's it's always the case that there's there's always someone he can fill in for, and uh, I, I think he's intelligent and good enough to play in a number of different positions. Um, mm. Reese Nelson, but I think because he's right footed, he's he's much better to come in from his from the left on his yeah. right. Um, rather than playing from the from the right hand side, but, I do seriously think you need somebody who can push Saka a little bit, rather than just either shoehorn into the side. Absolutely, 
You know, so I think, I. you know, he just needs somebody that's on his shoulder that can do the business when they come on. And I don't think it's Pepe, to be fair. I don't think he's going to be consistent enough to do that. I don't either. All I'm saying is, I if it came, if push comes to shove and we didn't end up buying anyone for that particular role, I, um, I would rather I would rather do that than, than just pay him to go. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's all I was saying. I'm not. I'm not saying I hope we keep him and and I want him to do this. Mm. I, I just I don't. He's not a sort of player that's just going to come in and and sulk and cause a problem in the change of him. That's that's basically it. And I'd rather yeah. than get him away for free, I'd rather use him for the last year of his contract if it came to it. That's all I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another one on the list that they get to make a decision on, isn't it? <clears throat> another yeah. one on the list they got a decision on, you know, there's six or seven of them that they've got to either sell or loan, haven't they, really? And, um, yeah. and uh, you know, Badigan is another one. Does he come into the side and we have him, Nicotia, and um, Jesus is our three main strikers? Or do we look, you know, for another top striker to come in? Someone who's a bit more clinical. If there is somebody out there we can get, and there's obviously going to be a few players. Which case, if that is the case, then you could end up with Jesus, the new player, and the other two go. Yeah. <coughs> out, Sorry. out. Oh, yeah. I mean, Balogun would like him to stay, wouldn't you? I uh, absolutely. I think from what Colonel was saying there, Colonel, all right, Colonel. Nice to see you, mate. He said we've got three strikers out on loan. Would any would any of them make it? Mika Beira, Tyrese John Jules, following Balogun. We've also got um, Nikolai Moller as well out on loan. Yeah. Um, who you know, there's a lot of hope in him. But I, Tyrese John Jules, so as much as I, I did like him coming up, he really reminded me a lot of um, like Kevin Campbell type when. Yeah. Uh, Campbell first broke onto the scene, and uh, he was prolific. He was really powerful. With the, you know, like I said, I was on a, I've been on a podcast with Kevin before, and I've said about the size of his thighs. <laughs> I said, mm. Kev, honestly, when you're playing, you're the biggest thighs I've ever seen in my life, mate. Um, he was really powerful, really strong, really fast running. And I reached John Jules. He wasn't quite as quite as built as Kevin was. He did remind me a lot of his style, but I just think the time has passed for him. He's been on so many loans now. It never quite really sort of hits the grade. Uh, so I can't see him being a success at Arsenal, unfortunately. Mika Birov, do you know what? I, he, he's passed me by he's, the loan that he's been on. I, I haven't heard much about him, to be honest, mm. which is... Because if he would have been ripping up trees, I think we would have heard a lot more about it, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, I think maybe he needs another loan, but he was excellent at PL2 level. Um, but too early for him. But obviously, then going on to following Balogun, he's had a wonderful season. Incredible breakthrough season. I've got much more hope for him. But if you believe everything you read in the media, he wants to be first choice next season. Noting Arsenal. He, well, you know, he's not going to happen anywhere, though, Steve. If he goes to any club, that no club will say you are guaranteed to be our first choice striker. Yeah. Every club you go to, you've got to earn the opportunity. Well, unless he stays where he is, he would be first choice striker then, wouldn't he? Potentially. Well, yeah, unless he stays yeah. where he is because he's proven himself there. Yeah. But any self-respecting club is not going to say yes, you are going to be our first choice striker from day one. 
you've got to you've got to earn the right to do that. Mm. Um, but we've, we've got four trophies to attack next season. We're yeah. always going to have, like we said, uh, the, the best one in the world. Touch wood. We're always going to have injuries. Without our main striker, obviously, for a massive part portion of the season, it's always going to be on a rotational basis. Because if you're down to like Eddie and um, Jay Zeus, if one of those goes down, the other one's got to play every single game in every single competition all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Um, there's going to be plenty of minutes for everyone. I, I really would hope that following Balogun would see sense and say, look, you know, or at least Arsenal give him a, an opportunity in pre-season when we go like on the tour to America or whatever. Great opportunity to play him there because obviously he's going to be an American international player. So that'll mm-hmm. help crowds over there and everything as well, playing an American international up front. So give him a chance. Give him a chance to prove himself to us and uh, say, look, you know, you're gonna, there's a hell of a lot of minutes for you next season. We're going to be attacking on four fronts. So let's see what you can do. Uh, I'd love to see that because at the end of the day, as much as I do like Eddie, he, he's been with us for many years now and he's had some good opportunities. He had an excellent opportunity, obviously, when Jesus went down after the, the World Cup. Yeah. He, he initially did take the opportunity, didn't he? But he just, you know, he, he always just seems to fade off after a few yeah. games. Not, not a good look uh, when you are mm. challenging for league titles. And um, we're going to be challenging for the, the Champions League and everything next season. It's not a good look, is it? So I'd rather, although he's less, he's less proven overall in his career, I'd, I'd rather sell Eddie and keep hold of Bollering, Balogun yeah. this summer. No, I agree with that. I'd, I'd rather keep. I'd rather give Florian a good a go this yeah. season, next season, and just mm. see if he can do it. You know, he's in France. Um, let's see what he can do in the Premier League. And in come January, if, he, if he's not producing, then you've got the option. Isn't he? He's got a decent contract, you know, hasn't he? With us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we don't have to just give him away. No. A young no. player. Like but it's either that or sell them, sell them both, <laughs> and for oh. a decent amount of money, we should get a money, decent amount of money for both of those strikers, Eddie and him, and put it all in for someone big, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Maybe an Erling Haaland. There's going to be another Erling Haaland out there, isn't there? Somewhere we haven't found him yet, but there's going to be another prolific goal scorer somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now we've got the, you know, we've got the tenth of the Champions League now as well, haven't we? You know, yeah. people say, oh, they don't sign for clubs unless they're playing in the Champions League. Well, there you go. We're playing in the Champions League. We can pay decent money um, for the right. We're in London. We're challenging for trophies. What, what more would a player want? Well, if you think about it, if we, if if, if they're asking about a hundred million for Osman or something like that, if you sell Eddie and um, Balogun for combined. 50 60 million quid, which we should be able to by rights when you think of how mad the market is nowadays, then that's that's half of the money towards an Ossiman, for example. You know, so yeah. I mean, look at City, I mean, they 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 bought Harland. I mean, you could argue if they hadn't bought Harland, would they have won the league? Probably, <laughs> let's be honest, yeah, probably they won the league without a striker the season before, didn't yeah. have a striker at all. 
Yeah, You'd like to think that that made the difference. I mean, you scored what, 200 goals this season or something like this, didn't you? 256, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, broke every record. He's actually won a trophy, unlike another striker who scored record yeah. goals. Yeah. The Beehive said John Jules was the cat in Red Dwarf, and that, that's true. That was his dad. It is, yeah. In real life, that is his dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah you like to see young players come through, don't you? You like to see young players break into the side. We've hmm. had it with Saka and ESR and a couple of others, but, you know, it's, it gets more and more difficult, isn't it? Because the, the pressure on managers to win trophies is huge to take a chance on a young striker, isn't it? I think hmm. they're more likely to go and buy somebody that's. You know, scoring currently in a big club. How many goals was um, Harlan scoring when he was nineteen? About... I don't know. He scored nine in one game, didn't he? Something ridiculous. <laughs> That's when he was seventeen, I think. <laughs> he was already scoring forty goals. That was a season an international at nineteen. So yeah. you've got to start somewhere, you know. And and what more could um, could Balogun do than go over to France? And just, let's face it: if he'd have gone to somewhere like Paris, Paris Saint-Germain, he would have been top scorer this season. But yeah. he's gone to a really struggling team. Ram. Um, they were probably favourites, one of the favourites to go down before the season started. And he scored four goals in a, in a struggling yeah. team, taking them right up the table. So, I mean, what more can he do, really? Than, well, you've than... had a conversation with Arteta, and Arteta would have said something along the lines of, I'm going to send you out to a club. Let's see what you can do there. If you do well there, then when you come back, you know, we're in a much better position. Well, he's done that, hasn't he? He's gone off, scored loads of goals. He's come back and now he'll want to see him, him have a chance in the first team. Not as a first striker to start with, but he'd certainly want to, want to see a few games, especially on tour and, you know, be on the bench, first choice off the bench, that sort of thing to start with and see how he goes. You know, he's got to, yeah. you know, he's... If he gets the chance and he scores goals, then he can't be left out of the side, can he? That's how no. it works. And he's got he's got bags of pace. And what we need is I heard Clive talking about this on the Arsenal Vision podcast. And I, you know what I think about Clive. I love Clive. He talks a lot of sense. And he said we need another sprinter up front. Yeah. We've got two, we've got two wide sprinters. We need one more. He could be that other guy. He could be that other sprinter. We've got bags of pace. And if we get getting. You know, in a similar way to they, those two on the sides, like Martin and Saka, if we get him bombing, be able to bomb down the middle as an extra, as a different option. Because we need a different option up front. I mean, like Steve F. Comment on for those listening on Spotify. So Steve F. On the, on the screen there said, can't see us going for a striker. We play a flexible front three. The wide right is more of a priority. I, I would love to be able to use Jesus as the, as the wide right option um with Saka and get a much better a different striker, different option as a centre forward. I, I just that's the way forward for me because we, we can't be too too much ashamed. Teams get counted obviously and teams get worked out by other opposition. And if we're just doing like for like clubs all the time, what, what's the point in that? No, because we're not going to get an, an upper hand on any any opposition by doing that. We need something different, a different so option. Couldn't Martinelli be that man up front? I mean, yeah, possibly. He's a he's a prolific finisher, isn't he? Exactly, and they and they, they do ability. You know, they do interchange our front three. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Martinelli could be that that nine, couldn't he? Yeah. Not the traditional target man type nine, but 
somebody you could play balls over the top, running behind. He, he can dribble, he can beat men, you know. So he's got a lot about him, and um, he's a good finisher. So why couldn't mm. why couldn't he be that number nine with Trossard on left? And the good thing is, um, a lot in France, um, Balogun drifted drifts over to the left yeah. quite a lot. I saw, I saw a goal recently where he, he whipped in a beautiful ball from the left hand side. I was watching the game live and um, beautiful cross and someone scored from it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's the good thing about Balogun. He can do that and, and he could interchange with, with Martinelli. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a lot. So, I, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see... Because um, Jesus is a wonderful player. He's one of the signings of the, the last 10 years for us, along with um, Zinchenko. But he's not a prolific striker, and he can play a lot from the right hand side. So I'd, I'd like to see him be the, the understudy for, you know, be a striker, obviously, but also mm-hmm. be a study for Saka when needs be and get some. Get yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just think, I think Jesus just needs, he needs to put that injury behind him now, which I think he's done now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. pushed on next season. And, um, He's never going to be. He's never been a prolific striker, is he? But he does create a lot and creates mm. confusion, doesn't he? And great situations, and he can score. You know, so I mean, mm. he's a first team player. He's probably one of the first names on the team sheet, probably. And one of the things we noticed this season, because we see it, we start seeing it week in week out, is his ball control. Like his, his yeah, pure first ball touch. control, first touch is yeah amazing. Literally, mm-hmm. no, no one came can come close to him on that side of things this season, and it, it's, it's disappointing we had to miss out on it for three and a half months because the bloody World Cup and the Brazil manager yeah. been a twat. But it is what it what well, former Brazil manager now, obviously. Um, but he can but, go both ways, can't he? He can beat a man on yeah. both sides, can't he? Yeah, well, no, exactly. You compare that to Pepe, who can only beat his man on one side. Hmm. You know, he yeah, very one. Yeah. Good thing about Pepe, then, if, if we ever kept him, it's just like it's an option from the bench. Yeah, just for the last few minutes. He's a very dangerous player. Um, he could score a goal. <laughs> very much so. He scored He scored 19 in one in his first debut season, don't forget. That's a really good return. 19. I mean, how much would have... Yeah. Um, how much would have they loved to have got 19 goals out of Mudrick this season? Or, um, you know... Sancho from Man United, or what's the other big winger that uh, Anthony from Man Anthony. United? Yeah, yeah. He's got virtually a no goals. I mean, you, know. you consider Pepe got us nineteen in his first season. Hmm. Uh, you know, he gets ridiculed. That's hmm. that is just a, you know, it got to it brings things to perspective a little bit. To be honest, I'm not saying like, you know, like I said, hundred percent times. I don't want this being clipped up and saying, "Oh, I think he's the answer," or whatever. Like, uh, it's not the it's not the case. If we end up having to keep him, though, it's not the end of the world. That's all I mean. And I'd rather mm. us leave, do that and get rid of him for free. Like, so I, I only brought that up again because Steve F made a comment saying Pepe could do that too when we're talking about cutting in mm. or coming in from the centre, yeah, yeah. um, like he's yeah. doing for us time to time. Yeah, before we wrap things up, because obviously. So uh, we are going about things like the next five minutes or so. I've just a comment. I've seen it in the chat and I've, it's bugging me. So I need to address it quick before we wrap things up. I hope you don't mind. But someone called Space in the chat says, I've had enough of this club. Let's be real. It's pathetic. I mean, <laughs> once, how? Okay, explain to me. Please explain to me, how, A, how it's pathetic. 
we're the only club that's competed in Man City until the last few games of the season when we fell off a bit with pressure and injuries and this, that and the other. We went toe-to-toe against a team, a club that can name two different teams and still be strong enough to compete, unlike anyone else in the league. Let's be brutally honest there. Um, and his youngest, again, key point here, the youngest or second youngest team in the league or, or squad, and we've come second in the league. When you, when you compare the other youngest team in the league, it's just been relegated. There's a feel-good factor in the club. The fan base, I mean, Sunday rammed at home. In terms of, we addressed it earlier in terms of, obviously, when Arteta would do his uh, little speech, it was five minutes of him standing there waiting to be saved to start his speech going and thank the fans and all that before the fans of, of the fans just chanting his chant over and over and over every fan stood at that stadium for 25 half an hour after the final whistle after the after the players had done their lap of on, the lap of honor or appreciation what you called it as well so not you must be one on your own now. With all due respect, I'm not. I don't want to dig anyone out, but you must be one on your own because literally, I speak to someone behind me on Sunday, and they said, as a joke, obviously next season we're going to go for a treble. But I said to him, that's the best thing. Arteta has brought back the belief. Eddie and Arteta have worked together and have brought back that belief, that confidence in us that we believe that we can compete again. And he said exactly, we haven't had that for so long. And just because we didn't get there over the hurdle this first time of asking doesn't mean it's just going to be, okay, done and dusted, we're back to normality. We're not finished. This is just the beginning. I've said it for months. I've said it for months. All we've got to do is add a few additions. We've mentioned this. We've mentioned in this stream, a few additions in certain areas that need to be addressed, especially with Champions League, bulk out our squad, and we'll be, we'll be, we'll be pissing it next season. We'll go again. And see how, I mean, see, how, see how City compete when they've won it all and they ain't got that hunger anymore. Well, we have. Over the last two seasons, we've probably screwed up half a dozen games. And it's cost us the Champions League place last season. It probably cost us the title this season, didn't it? Really? Because if mm. we'd have beaten City, it would have been a different story. We wouldn't have lost the mm. games we lost. We wouldn't have dropped points. And, you know, we're, we're so close. More close than any other club. I think it's called space because you eat space cake, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I mean, we're all disappointed. <laughs> we're all disappointed we didn't win the league. You know, what can you do? Of course we, gave we, are. We, we gave our it's... best shot. And when we were eight points clear and we had games in hand and you think, yeah, we could do it. And in the end, City went on something like 15 games on the spin, didn't they? One 15 games on the spin or something. Mm. And we dropped a few points. And that's the difference at the end of the day. No, exactly. And that's experience. That's what that's a, if we that's had more experience. if our squad had, had the experience, had more more experience on our squad, we don't do what we did in the end. We go we get over the line. We but then, you don't like, lose two games, you don't draw two games and on the spin when you're two nil up, do you? No. I mean like the Liverpool game next season that won't happen. I guarantee exactly. it won't happen. Yeah. If we're in that situation again, it won't happen. Because you would have the players that remain would have learned mm-hmm. from that and know that anguish. I mean Few, few weeks back, sorry, when we played Newcastle away, and after at the end of the game, came, did his, did all his press stuff for Sky and all. He said, "No, before you left the hotel, Arteta got up the clip from last season. We went to St James's Park and we lost the Champions yeah, yeah. League, basically." And he said, "Do you want use this moment, use them feelings you had in that moment, 
and make sure you don't have, this doesn't happen again today. And they did. They won it, and we absolutely pushed Newcastle off the park. And Newcastle at St. Yeah. Park this season isn't an easy place to go to. So there's signs of progression there, and people don't want to admit. Some people don't want to admit that. More so because it drives up his channel for being negative, but that's another matter. Because he can't. I mean, I've seen I've seen a clip today of his reactions. He's this particular fan's reactions to goals at the weekend, and he he looked upset. He looked like he was about to cry, and not in a good way. <laughs> but there's fans like myself, Steve, Andrew, Lottie, Liam. Um, Jonesy, amongst a fast array of others, people in the chat as well, Gary as well. We 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 look at it with a, with a sensible head. Yes, we're disappointed. That we've mentioned we are disappointed. We didn't get over the line, but we have a belief in our team now. A belief in this club that this ain't a one-off. This we are going to go again. We look at what happened like the, the back end of last season, how that sort of destroyed any other team, and it, we came back with a few additions and went again. And went further than went, even even I expected. I thought third at yeah. best. And when I said third, I thought third as in comfortable champions in the Champions League spot. It was Champions League qualification, wasn't it? Start of the season. Yeah. That's what we wanted. And we've gone second, and we're literally four, four or five points away from winning the title. And they're going to go again. I said it's genuine. No matter what happened in this title race, if we didn't win this year, the worst case, I believe in this team. I believe in this squad of players that they'll come back next season and they want to go one step further. The, because I've seen it growing up, I've seen it years ago, growing up in the year 2000 under Wenger. We won the, we missed out for three years in a row in the, after winning it in 98. The way we lost the FA Cup in 2001 stung so much. They came back a year later and did the double. Mm. And they, they, were the, they were by far the best team in the league. And then when they missed, and they missed out the following season on the league title. The way the way we fell apart in that 0203 season in the end, instead of instead of it letting us irk us for the following season and letting United have another title win, we got to the team got together with the manager. They had a discussion over things. Came back in August of the 0304 season and created history that we're going to be celebrating next season. By the way, 20 years the 20th anniversary. Um, and they went and won the league and no, in terms, not just the league, but unbeaten as well no one expected that in that, in that manner so I've, my point is we've I've seen over the years squads world class squads by the way go through this anguish go through this pain and they've come back stronger the following season and I've seen it last season in terms of this this particular squad I'm not saying they're world class but they've gone with that that pain agony of last year and gone again and done something they weren't expected to do and they're going to do it again next year. I have, I have every faith. And the media want to write us off again? So be it. I'm going to be here all season celebrating and backing my team. Because What happened with Liverpool the first time? They didn't go and shrink, did they? No. When they, when they first started competing under clock, they had some bitter disappointments the first season or two. And then they got, what, 97 points, didn't win the league. They didn't sort of shrink, did they? And then they came right. back the next season even stronger, and they won the league, or they won the, they won the Champions the squad, League. Didn't they? they added it to the squad, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, they exactly. The nucleus, and then added to rather than dismantle and start again. And you get, and that's what players react to that, don't they? They 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 grow with the club. The whole team grows mm. together. Exactly, exactly. So we're going to only kind of come back strong. We're only going to learn from this. 
and come become better from it. Um, and Man City so yeah, are playing in the World Cup next year anyway, so they won't be playing league football, they'll be playing the World Cup, so they won't have time for the, uh, the Premier League. Exactly. <laughs> and with that, we are going to wrap things up, guys. Thanks, Andrew, and thanks, Steve, for popping along for the last no problem. Uh, match. It's been a pleasure. We'll do no, one no more podcast before the season's out in terms of a season review overall and um, with a couple of other guests. And, yeah, obviously... Uh, thanks everyone in the chat for the whole season basically that's been coming in week in week out supporting the channel supporting the podcast audio and visual and all the other stuff all the other content throughout the year we aren't done yet there's a few more there's a few more games to go in terms of non-arsenal related obviously because of there's like the open league the open league conference league and champions league and yet and a certain fa cup final that we need sort of city to win so we can get a day out on august uh wembley so we're all City fans somehow on Saturday, I think. Just for, just for a day out on August, that's all. Mm, <laughs> just a, quite a few wrongs as well in August. And uh, amongst all that, the fixture list, the new fixtures are down in the next couple of weeks as well for the next season. That'll be interesting to see you. Arsenal v Luton, home or away, what are the odds? The first, yeah, the first game on the Friday night. First night, game on the Friday night, yeah, under the lights. That's under the, the lights, uh, at the Kenny. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal, a newly promoted side. That's it. Going through, the, going through people's houses to get into the stadium. Hi. Yeah, a couple of deal. <laughs> oh dear, but with that, yeah, we'll be got, we'll be wrapping up now. The audio for this will be up in about half hour's time, as always. If you are new to the channel, if you enjoy this, enjoy what we're doing over here. Do smash that like button. Do subscribe as well. Do share the content around with all your friends, family, and all the community grow. Because since Sunday, we had a little. Uh, realization that we have a lot of uh, rival fans wanting to jump in on us so and since then they've all just sort of slowly unsubscribed and all that but wait for next wait for next season to come along but um yeah if you help us grow this channel it'd be massively appreciated as i said we've got a lot more content coming between now and the end of the season officially before the pre-season gets underway and all that stuff and other little bits and pieces i've got planned coming up on the channel as well little uploads here and there and everywhere including comparing this shirt with the authentic player edition. You can't get it until the 12th of June, apparently. Bastards. Um, but yeah, they want to put, uh, raise the prices. I'll be doing a show on, show on that as well. No rubbish. But um, until then, guys, um, enjoy the rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. And as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. Cheers, boys. Take care. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel. And whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon.